Welcome back. Three Drink Minimum Podcast. Um, episode nine and three. So that was nuts. Yeah, let's go. That was nuts, man. Uh, they let's let's be honest here. Let's let's keep it real. When they were down twenty three to seven, we all knew that they were going to come back. It was just a matter of how many points they would win by. So if you had, they would win by only three points. Congrats. You won. So cheers to everybody. Dos Equis for now. Lagunitas IPA earlier. That was uh, Dave and Buster. So we're going to skip around here. We're going to start at the top. But so I was at David Buster's. And when Desmond King ran that punt back, I honestly thought that I was going to get kicked out because I was running around like a little ass kid. And you would you would have thought that I just won the lottery. So much to so much to recap, man. So let's just go from the very, very top. So Chargers come out hot, come out out of the gate, moving the ball. It seemed like they had some momentum building up. Fourth and one at Heinz Field, primetime night game. You have a quarterback that is hot as anybody in the league. He's feeling it. And Fourth and one, and you decide to kick a 52-yard field goal. Like, come on, man. There's no chance, no chance that that was going to be the right decision at any time. The Steelers, the Steelers are going to score points. They're one of the best offenses, have probably the best receiver duo. I mean, besides the Vikings. You want to say the Vikings, sure, but I mean, they just have a really good – a really good um, receiver duo. So they're, they're always going to put up points. All right. So whatever they missed, they missed the field goal. The decision was going to come back to haunt them no matter what. And I think like two plays later, that's when they go up top to Antonio Brown and then they score. So that decision was looking very, very, very bad. The minute the, excuse me, the minute the, the kicker came out. So, Following that, I think I believe the Chargers went three and out again. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Let me look it up real quick. So, yeah, so they they went three and out. Then the Steelers scored again. Luckily, after that, um, and before we get there, how about starting off the game with Travis Benjamin touches? So not just Travis Benjamin touches, but we're talking about This is the first few plays of the game. So you spend all week drawing these plays up. And Ken Wisenhunt thought it was a good idea to give Travis Benjamin the ball more than once on the opening drive. Mind you, this is after Keenan Allen had, I think he had like three or four catches on the open drive. So I don't know what that was about. I don't know. I never want to see that again. But there just has to be some sort of understanding that Underneath five yards, he should not get the ball. And, yeah, so I did see a lot of people saying it was back-to-back. I don't think the second play was designed for him, but he still got it. So, I mean, it, that just can't happen. Like, it's it should be common sense. If you want to throw the ball underneath to, to a guy that is very good with the ball in his hands, there's no problem with giving the ball to Keenan Allen all the time or most of the time. We've seen him with the ball in his hand. And he's like he's good on these screens. So just do that. Just because he's not fast doesn't mean it won't work. 
Benjamin is like 120 pounds. So it's just not going to work out. So after that, <clears throat> excuse me, the, so it actually did work with Benjamin on that long play where the refs missed the false start, which was a pretty, pretty costly false start, man. They, uh, who was it? Okung or Tevi? One of those two that clearly jumped and didn't matter. With that said, that doesn't mean like you should just, okay, it was Tevi. So it, that doesn't mean it's like, okay, to just give up like the touchdown. You still have to guard the person. You still have to stop the man. So whatever that Steelers didn't do what they needed to do. So Chargers scored. That made it, that made it, 13 to 7, I believe. So <clears throat> they traded a couple punts. Steelers got a field goal after the Chargers block punt because it would not be a game if the Chargers did not mess up on special teams. This is week in and week out where whatever it is, they it's like the same mistakes. They always they always seem to get outnumbered, outflanked on the punt team at the end of the game, that really didn't – I mean, the Steelers were clearly just jumping off size. But, yeah, they uh, – the special teams is just a mess. And luckily, Dez bailed them out later in the game, and we will get to that. But so after the teams traded a few punts, the Steelers scored 10 more points, 23-7 to at the half, where I was just like, yeah, it's a wrap. I thought – I was pretty convinced that um, – I, I didn't – I figured that the Chargers would score a little bit, but I didn't think that they would be able to mount the comeback that they did. So one big thing that they did, Jesus, man. Uh, one big thing that they did was <clears throat> get a stop at, out of the halftime. If the Char- if the Steelers would have scored out of the halftime, the game was probably just going to be, I mean, that it was, it would have been over from there. So luckily big, Big stop out of the half, and then that's when they got the ball rolling, got the ball back, and ooh-wee, that's when the run came on. That's when the fun part came on. So um, <clears throat> at the end of the second quarter, got the touchdown. It came down 33 yards – or sorry, 13 plays, 88 yards, and that's when we saw them. They It was essentially we're just going to give the ball to Keenan Allen. What, let me see. One, two, three. The first four plays went to Keenan Allen, and how about – Justin Jackson, you guys. Uh, so like all year, and this happens all the we. This is like so the Chargers' backup running back is basically every team's like backup quarterback when they're struggling. Uh, Justin Jackson, as someone said, Justin Jackson is light years better than Eckler. He looks like oh man, he he just looks electric. I don't know. I really don't know what else to say it's clear it's clear that like he has fresh legs and he's moving at a different pace than everybody else but he uh man he was running very very hard he was breaking a ton of tackles and he was I don't know he was just going yeah his vision was very good there was a couple plays where he cut back and but it it wasn't just that like he was changing directions like on a dime just he looked like a seasoned running back he was impressive, man. I, I don't know what his final stats were. Somebody can uh, show me that. But I imagine he averaged like over eight yards a carry. He was doing very, very good. So Chargers come down and get a touchdown. Now that it's – and that two-point conversion was a really good pass uh, – or sorry, really good play call to Gates. So they, they set up a little play action and 
Gates just ran to the back of the corner and uh, Rivers threw a dime. Rivers' first half was not so good. Rivers in the second half was very, very, very good. So Chargers get another stop on defense, which the defense was honestly very good tonight. Uh, I like to look at the stats here, but it seemed like, uh, man, it seemed like their yards per play was a lot better in the second half. That's for sure. Um, Pittsburgh scored the, the last touchdown that Pittsburgh scored was the only time that they scored in the second half. Then again, it helps when you don't have the ball, so you can't score. So second half drives for the Steelers, seven plays, 28 yards, five plays, two yards, three plays, five yards. And then the final drive was a 12 play, 78 yard for a touchdown. But if you can have what four drives and they only score once, that is how you do it. And that's exactly what the Chargers needed. Uh, that punt return was huge, man. Um, and something that I, I that I honestly haven't talked about, and that I really I really hate complaining like about the refs, but I thought for a, a pretty for the majority of the first half that Bosa and Ingram, Bosa especially, but there were a couple times Ingram where they were just getting like mugged, like it wasn't even it wasn't called too. But I think during the they must have the charge had to be in the ref's ear about it just because. I mean, there's no way that some of these plays just couldn't get called. So they called them, and that's, I mean, eventually, once they stopped, once they started calling those holding plays, that's when the Steelers often started to slow down because there were some bad ones where it was a third down. I remember it's, I, Bosa literally got tackled, and they didn't call, they didn't call the, uh, the holding or whatever, so – that, that was good. That was a nice little change. Let me see here. Uh, coaching staff didn't plan the run game well for Eckler at all. Hardly got him outside. They got – and then they got Demoss in the second half. Yeah, no, I agree with that big time. And I was wondering about that with with the whole week to prepare, what would be the difference between this game and the Titans game when just as far as who – like what are they going to do with Eckler? Are they going to know what to do with him? But it seems like they view him in a very, very specific role – and that role is not going to change no matter who is active and who is not. So he is essentially their gadget guy. And that is pretty clear. Um, I wonder here, let me, I'm going to look this up real quick. I don't know. Does anybody know how much Justin Jackson weighs? Um, oh, it says, it says he weighs sub 200, 198. That is, so that is, I wonder maybe if it's just like his running style, but I don't know. He, uh, he he did his thing today, but yeah, I think Eckler is just the third down, whatever it may be, change of pace type back. Uh, he's he's two ten now. That's good. Uh, yeah, that is pretty good. Lynn literally said last week he wasn't going to change the game plan at all for Eckler with Gordon. Knight. Yeah, that's that's the problem. They so Eckler is. I think he's very good. I do think he's a really good inside runner, but I think his biggest runs come when he's just like running off tackle. And has like has a play to just put his foot in the ground and go, and we didn't really get a chance to see that tonight. We saw a couple of those runs with Jackson, and we saw what he did with them. Uh, KP, do you browse Twitter or Reddit during the game threads during the game? Because I had to close both at half. I know we were bad, but the negativity on both is so rough, especially from the likes of Richards and others. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I talked to Richard a lot. Richard's cool, man. Richard is to be. So if you think he does not like the Chargers, to be fair, there's about 
10 things that he likes. So uh, the Chargers just happen to not be on the list. But um, no, I, I don't I don't browse just because sometimes I'm streaming. So I'm like a little behind. And other times, man, I just don't want other people's opinions to like change the thought, like just to change my thoughts. And it wouldn't happen again. But and uh, there are other times where I honestly just don't want to see the stupid things people say. So I just try to sit back during the game and enjoy it because I'm going to rewatch it anyways and try to just form. It just helps me form my own opinions. Eckler's biggest runs inside come on draws or delays. Yeah, I mean, that's usually true. But he he also ha- he has these plays where he's like coming like just not like a sweep where it's all the way flat, but where he's just like at an angle. If you imagine like the the left leg of the left tackle, like it's right off tackle just like that. Um, or Steelers fans not shutting up about the rest while Bosa getting mugged. Yeah, that see, I saw a lot of – that's another good reason like to not browse Twitter. So in the second half, like I'm seeing people like send tweets about – they're complaining about this. They're complaining about that. And I didn't even want to bring up most of just getting mugged like that because but see, he really was. So it's tough not to bring it up. But I mean, just uh, there, there's so much that can go on and so much that I don't want to let. I don't want to let ruin my train of thought. So uh, let's get back to the game. So charges that two point conversion was great. Death King punt return. Then they get a three and out. So they're just rolling right now. And, one thing that I will say is if you do not believe in momentum after you watch this game, then you will never believe in, in momentum because once the Chargers sees that, there's just no turning back, man. Um, so touchdown, the final the final three drive or three drives were, yeah, all score. So Chargers get the ball back. They get the ball back to start the fourth quarter. Um, they go seven plays, 79 yards. They actually never had a third down on either of those plays. That's pretty crazy. And that's when you had Jackson had a couple of those really, really hard runs. So uh, he had one run or his first carry of that that possession went for 18 yards. His next touch went for 19 yards. And then he had the 18-yard run. Just he – it's really, it's really like cliche to say this, but he really just wanted it. You can tell that he had no intention – of going down at first. And that's just kind of what you need, man. You kind of want to, you kind of need just willpower. And so uh, let's see here. Can we talk about Derwin balling out again? What's up, KP? Drink a choice. Uh, if you missed it, drink a choice right now. Dos Equis. Earlier I was drinking uh, Lagunitas IPA. That's what I had during the game. Uh, propose a toast for everyone. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. We'll do that at the very end. That's what I'll get out of here on. Yeah, man, Derwin saved Derwin saved a lot of plays today. So what he so he had the interception, obviously, when Big Ben was hit and he kind of threw a little fade away. That was his man in coverage. So Derwin um Derwin got that play. I think the play before he had the little knockdown, like he knocked he knocked the pass away. If you remember, probably the biggest play was when he was um when James was playing like a too high safety and who was it? Oh, it was Antonio Brown down the sideline and he knocked him out of bounds when it seemed like I didn't even think that Brown got two feet in until they showed the replay. And then it was pretty obvious. He only got one foot in that play was a big time play. I, I don't recall if they scored or not, but just like these little plays like that, where that, like you can just tell he's a special player because he can do so much and when you when you see what the other 
what the other players do, like what the other safeties do. And it's not fair to compare him to a die. But if you just take a die for the very first big play of the game when when Antonio Brown had that deep, deep pass that he beat Hayward. So they're just playing like a simple cover three and there is nowhere else for a die to be. And he's he's just always so late to get to where he needs to be from that deep safety position where they like they they've done almost everything that they can to take him away from that. Like the latest adjustment has been uh, Adrian Phillips goes deep. A die goes in more of the middle and James goes like he, James is just playing man to man coverage. Um, they say it, they said Darren was like Cam Chancellor. He's more like Sean Taylor. Uh, Darren is a stud. Yeah. So I don't think that, so obviously you don't want to go into like too much Sean Taylor stuff, especially after this week, but there, there are, there's so much that he does for this team as far as blitzing, um, making open field tackles underneath, which as you guys know is, has been like a huge issue for this team. Like the, his, his very first play like that, actually that same drive, I believe right before the interception, that's when he came up and he had that huge hit. And he just like buried the running back. Just so many plays that he makes look like it's not that big of a deal. And it, and he just keeps it, the offense behind the chains. Um, that at the very, very end there, that was pretty crazy. So let me ask you guys this. When they, when it was 30 to 30 after the Steelers scored, Chargers took the ball over four minutes. So four minute offense with Phillip Rivers should be nothing to go down and get three points. Were you guys confident that? the offense would score. So I wasn't so sure. It was, I mean, these are the kind of games that like you, you just grow gray hairs because you just, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting. You just know something bad's going to happen. But honestly, man, this, this, uh, excuse me, sorry. This season, it hasn't been like that. It, it really seems like this year is, uh, a complete 180 of the years past just because they are, the ball seems to bounce their way at the most inopportune times. Um, yeah. More confident than usual. He was in rhythm. Let me, well, let me see what rivers finished with because I know his first half, his first half, it didn't seem great, but shoot, man, he finished 26 of 36 for 299 yards and two touchdowns. So uh, what's 26, of 36, 26, whatever, 36, 72% completion percentage man that's uh that's pretty damn good and let's see some of these other stats so yeah so jackson went eight for 63 average 7.9 yards a carry keenan had <laughs> keenan had uh 40 sorry 14 catches for 148 yards and they needed every one of them he had 19 targets he also had two drops which it really didn't like how that just doesn't happen with him. But how about Mike Williams too? Mike Williams had three catches, caught all three of his targets, but it seemed like all of those were big. And then of course, Benjamin had the, Benjamin had the long touchdown. Tyrell only caught one ball, but that was for a big conversion as well. Um, Antonio Brown had a big day, 10 for 154. But on the other hand, they shut Juju down and Juju came into the, came into the game with uh, over a thousand yards receiving. I actually thought, Juju would have a big day. Um, I know that hit was really bad, like the helmet to helmet on Jatavis, but those those are the kind of plays where it seems like he is just uh, he's just flying around, man. 
he had 12 tackles, led the team in tackles. I think uh, I believe Adrian Phillips actually was second in the team in tackles. So they uh they they don't mind going small just because the Steelers still like they couldn't um they couldn't do it. They're not patient enough. A lot of teams aren't patient enough to run the ball even when you are small like that. Steelers didn't do it. So even when they were up big, which is kind of surprising. So I wonder if that's a talk, a talking point for the Steelers fans right now is should they have ran the ball more with that giant lead? And obviously it's easy to say now in hindsight, 2020, but I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure that they feel that way. So Connor finished the game with 15 carries and that is saying something considering that, you know, they were up that big, but Oh, well, Let's see what else. What other? What else do we have in the stats? Yeah, that uh, that Bosa sack was huge. It seemed like they might have had a chance to to get rolling there, but Bosa beat his man, and that was right before. I, I feel like right after the holding calls stopped going. So essentially, once they stopped holding, that's when the Chargers defense came to life. Um, I really don't. Melvin Ingram actually didn't record a statistic. That's kind of uh, it. Really doesn't happen at least as far as the season goes. So yards per play, the Steelers 5.3. That's really good. Usually if you if you can hold an offense like that below six yards per play, you're doing a good job. They did score each time they got in the, um, in the red zone, but they did have that turnover. So that, that's what it was going to take. It was going to take sacks and it was going to take turnovers. And they didn't get after Ben. They only had two sacks today. And, Seemed like the entire first half, they just were not. They just could not get after Big Ben at all. He had all day, and so and that first uh, or that longer Brown play, that was one of those plays where Ben just you know makes it. What does he do? He like extends the play, runs around for forever, and yeah, that was weird. Adrian Phillips kind of overran that play, but can't give Ben that kind of time. Can't give the Steelers that kind of time. Uh, who would you guys? Who would you guys say the uh, the player of the game was? So you can go a couple different ways. The game really swung on Des King's punt return, and excuse me. And after that, he also had that big knockdown. Then you could you could say Keenan. Keenan had fourteen catches, and they needed every single one of those. That's for sure. Uh, you could say Derwin. Derwin had the interception. Derwin had. Um, he had the, the hits, he had the breakups. He was essentially he was all over the place. You could say Justin Mel 28 Jackson. Yeah, buddy. Uh, you can say that. Why wouldn't you? He, uh, when he was in the game, he gave the offense a spark that Eckler was not giving them. So you can, you can go in a lot of different directions and it's probably, it's probably the sign of a good, a good team, like a good team performance. You could say, yeah, he, he really did. Um, Nick Ames has a good a good point. Just if you're going based on the first half and what this the game probably could have been, the game probably could have been if it was twenty three to seven, it could have easily been like thirty five to seven if Derwin hadn't made a couple of those plays. So that's a good argument right there. Give to Philly, never forced any bad throws or turnovers. Uh he did. <laughs> he definitely did. That Keenan Allen touchdown should have a hundred percent been an interception. Um, I know people were people were kind of a little leery about that one where he was kind of he got hit. He was throwing it over like a linebacker. I believe it was to Keenan on a, another third down. I thought that was just a 
crazy throw, like just a, a typical Phil throw. I also think Hayward did a great job. Uh, I don't. So I would love to know how many of those yards were on. Um, oh, it was Mike. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was one of the contested catches. Yeah. He, he so he'll go up. Mike Williams will jump super high for it. Like he'll like take a big shot, but he won't seem affected by it. I really like that. I I would uh, I would keep using him over the middle because it seems like so. I know at one point this season he was like nine for eleven on contested catches, and t- tonight just proves why he just he's not affected by contact. Jackson starts. He goes if Jackson starts, he goes for two hundred. I like that. I like where this is headed. Uh, ooh wee. So I wonder if. Like just plays like that, just some of the runs that he has today makes it easier easier short term to sit Gordon because so there's talk about Gordon coming back next week. Why? There's honestly no reason why he would play against the Bengals. Bengals have Jeff Driscoll. Um, AJ Green went down today. They don't have any weapons. So sit Gordon for another week. Let let Jackson get a little more work in and just keep rolling, man. When are we getting rid of 37? Yeah, I think that's the guy, man. I, I don't think a die is going anywhere anytime soon. You, He can only – so just think about what he's done this year, like in the roles that they've asked him to do. So he's not going to play around the line of scrimmage predominantly because they have that replacement. And in my opinion, they're doing the right thing because the impact you can make around the line of scrimmage, just as far as coverage, blitzing, tackling, is so much more – <laughs> uh, it's so much more than um just making like deep plays 20 yards off the ball you, you can't but the plays that are that far off the line of scrimmage you are exposed if you're a limited athlete like a dice but to your question they're, they're trying to hide him man they're, they're trying to make him like as a rover so he's kind of free but not 20 yards it's more like 10 to 12 and even then he looks kind of lost but um, Chelsea Haddock's ass says, if you dab, I will donate a hundred dollars. Yes, I want a hundred dollars, but I cannot be a puppet for a hundred dollars. Normally I would say yes, but there are just way too many people watching. Um, thank you, Chelsea. Gordon shouldn't play till Kansas City. Yep. Totally agree there. There's no reason for him to be, um, in, <laughs> there's no reason for him to be in the game. Um, let's see. What else do we got here? What else? What else? What else? I mean, shoot, they won. There's no. So I've seen a lot of I was actually on Twitter early on and I was seeing um, I was seeing a lot of people say that it was actually Chiefs fans and they were just saying um, or they saying, let me think, let me think. They were they were going over like the charge. I'm surprised that the Chargers and they did this. I'm surprised that the Chargers struggling with the team over 500. And they did this with um, – they did it again, They did it last week early in the game. So as the game goes on, naturally the Chargers are coming back and then they get quieter and quieter and quieter. I don't know, man. It, it feels like off a comeback like this, this tells you like you're the real deal. Um, as far as Tyrell goes, yeah, so it, he's been hurt and he's been like a game-time decision the last two weeks. I think it's his groin. It just um, – he just can't run. And 
if he can't test it, like if he can't really go 100 percent, then he's probably not going to be able to um, give the offense much. So I don't know, man. I think uh, I it's pretty clear that he just, he's just not healthy, but he needs to get healthy at the right time. And I imagine that he will. Uh, yes, Chiefs fans are indeed that. If the Chiefs played a real team, they would have lost. So yeah, they they kept it close today too, man. They uh, it was it was thirty three to thirty against the Raiders, and the Raiders had a chance. It was third and ten, but the Raiders are the Raiders, so they gave up the play, and then the game was never close again. But I don't know. Let's if we just want to stick to the Chargers. So they get Bengals next week, and on a short week, they got the Chiefs. That will be a good one. I don't think that they are going to struggle to score points like they did in the first half tonight. I also don't think that they're going to be able to get off the field in succession like they did tonight. But I know that before tonight, for the last two months, the Chargers were like the best defense and just points allowed over the last two months. So I wonder, obviously, this 30 is going to hurt. It still doesn't feel like they played a bad game. And I would love to know the first half splits of what how many yards they gave up in the first half compared to how many yards they gave up in the second half. Uh, what do you think of the game plan should be going against KC? Um, so that what it would it should honestly look exactly like the second half tonight. So if I just go back to the play by play here, they kept the ball away from the Steelers, and that's how that's what you do like to get offenses. So they had a 13 play drive, they had a seven play drive, they had an 11 play drive. That is their second half possession. So eight minutes and then four minutes and then four minutes. So for your chewing up clock and while you're doing that, you are not allowing one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL to make a play. But I think in the case of Mahomes, man, Mahomes threw like four touchdowns today and he really didn't play that well. Um, am I am I scared of that the team will overlook the Bengals for the Chiefs? No. I'm really not because they actually – I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I really don't think that they play down to the level of competition. It doesn't seem like that's the same team. Like the 49 – I remember the 49ers game, and that was just one of those games. But it hasn't been – it hasn't been the case. Uh, Nick Melton says the Raiders dropped three picks. I did hear that Mahomes did not play well. So that – I mean, that's surprising, but – did they play down to the Broncos, though? Because I think the Broncos are a little bit better than we give them credit for. But I th- I don't think the Broncos will um, be too much of a challenge now that it seems like they are. Like, so they lost Chris Harris today. That's unfortunate, but not if you're a Charger fan. All right, man. So is before I get out of here, let's, let's yeah, let's do that. Let's make a toast. So Chargers win 33-30, 9-3. They have a strong chance to go 10-3. Uh, players of the game, I hate doing this because I always say him, but just based off where they were, you got to go Derwin. Toast to <laughs> – someone wants to toast to the thug life. We don't – man, it's, they they won a football game. That's that's it. They So the Chargers were 3 point underdogs and a lot of people thought that they would lose this game comfortably and I saw that earlier today I actually thought they were going to lose I predicted that they would lose 27 to 21 
I just based on the way the the ball bounced for the Steelers last week, I thought they would come out to play and just how that first half went, it that's honestly what I thought would happen, but man they just responded so well. Jackson definitely came in, changed the game, gave him a shot of momentum, but the defense, man, the defense really shut him down the second half, gave the offense an opportunity to make a play, and it was it was a really t- good team win despite all the headaches, man, despite everything that you saw. So good team win, nine and three, toast to a quote-unquote playoff berth and hopefully a home playoff game, and I think I'm going to go. So cheers, guys. Good game, great comeback. Um, Hopefully they can carry this momentum in. Happy Phil Simber. Have a good night. Hi, I'm Karis Fisher. I want to tell you about another podcast you should check out. It's called Recode Decode. Every week I talk to tech and media's key players about how they're changing our world. I interview tech executives like Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, political figures like Hillary Clinton, and media personalities like John Kerryu, who literally wrote the book on Theranos. Once again, the name of the show is Recode Decode, hosted by me, Kara Swisher. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. See you there.